Welcome to Cooking in the Dark. The kitchen. I will go to the kitchen. And although some recipes I cannot read, still I'm sure I can't do everything I need. This show, Cooking in the Dark, it is the key. He's a mighty talkative Texan. You know Cheryl, she tells him so. I know Dale Campbell would like to welcome you to this hair show. Cooking in the Dark is a presentation of Blind Mice Mega Mall at www.blindmicemegamall.com. Holy smoly guacamole! Welcome to Cooking in the Dark. This is Cheryl Cummings, and I'm going to introduce to you the man who proves to us every week that you don't need sight to cook dinner tonight, Dale Campbell. All right, y'all. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Man, if if you're busy, stop what you're doing right now (laughs) and sit down. We've got a special guest today. You don't want to miss it. That's right. I'm not cooking today. I know everybody's like, woohoo, where are you? <laughs> I hear y'all out there. <laughs> Knock that stuff off. Knock it off, man. Because uh, we've got a special guest. And you know what? Because I heard y'all cheering, I'm not going to tell you who it is just yet. You're going to have to wait. How about that? Spring is here. Summer is on spring its way. Spring is spring. It's yes. time to get so, outside. Well, I've been, you know, my Astros are up in Seattle right now. Yes. You guys aren't being very hospitable to them. You kind of whooped them last night. I didn't, I didn't like that. That was kind of mean. You know, invite a guest and then, you know, take away their dinner before they're done eating. But uh, oh, it wow. is what it is. But, man, Friday night it was like 40-some degrees up there. It was a little chilly, but but it's, I, it's still somehow – it's, like, really beautiful. I mean, you know, even though it rains all the time. Uh, <laughs> 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 when it isn't raining, City, yeah, right? when it isn't <laughs> raining, and the, when the sun comes out, it is just like fantastic, and it's it's you know so many like outdoor places to sit, restaurants, and so many parks and walking trails and all that sort of stuff. It's really it's a nice city. That would so. be awesome. Sounds like we need to get those all-terrain canes to y'all with all those outdoor trails. We should. Like we should. That would be great. Two handles, you know, get two hands on that dude, help you step over stuff. When we first started carrying the, the all-terrain canes at Blind Mice, you know, when the mice first got those in, I, I thought of you guys because I thought of you and, and all the stories you told about having to climb over all the snow piles, all the, <laughs> the mounds of snow, you know? No I mean, more, like, oh, no oh, more. Man, no moss, man, no moss. That's right. You follow Dale. How do you shovel snow, Cheryl? We moved west. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dale moved south. We moved west. Yeah. Moss to the snow, man. <laughs> heck with that, you know. And uh, heck, we were watching, you know, Abundant Life, you know, our church, you know, at, at livingproof.co on Sunday mornings. And Candace is always checking out the people to see what they're wearing to see what the temperature is up there, you know. See how when they're in stocking caps and jackets and stuff, we're like, woo, it's chilly up there, you know. Meanwhile, <laughs> Wearing t-shirts and shorts down here. Yeah. yeah. Enjoying it's, stuff. But it's getting that way. It's getting that way. It is. And folks, rain. Send rain to Dale, please. Send rain to Dale. We need that. And uh, how's work going, Cheryl? What's going on with the Seattle Lighthouse? My work is awesome. We, we launched my prog- the um, career development program. And um, we had our first 
workshop, this really amazing uh, woman. We talked about uh, emotional intelligence and sort of the reasons that you need to, you know, know and feel comfortable and uh, talk about emotions, you know, and sort of the way the workplace has changed over time. Because if you remember, you know, 20, 30 years ago, you go to work and who cared what <laughs> what your emotions were? And we all pretended that it didn't have any impact on work. And I think more recently, there's been a more like, you know, acknowledgement that it really does matter sort of how you come into work and how you behave and interact in the workplace. Um, so we did that. And then we started the one-on-ones where we're really looking at um, helping people to identify sort of their strengths because the whole aim is to approach job searching and career development from, I think, a strengths-based model and a positive model. I mean, not saying, Absolutely. Yeah. You know, not Absolutely. saying you don't have weaknesses, but We've yeah, already, we've already yeah. had too much time spent on life looking at our weaknesses, yeah. and I I didn't know that it gets well, you anywhere. Well, and other people other people determining other folks determining our weaknesses before we even you know before we even sit down. Right, and and that's something that you learn. I mean, in any job interview, anything, even when you you know they'll often ask you to ask you know list your strengths and your weaknesses. Right, and even when you list a weakness, you need to know how to turn that into a positive strength. Right. You know, right. it's like the old SWOT analysis we used to do: strengths and weaknesses, opportunities and threats. Right. Turn that weakness into a strength. Turn your the threat into an opportunity. So, yeah, positive man, and you know, and boy, anymore, there's a lot of not only everybody needs to learn how to be in a workplace anymore. My goodness, there'd be there's some sighted folks I'd like to take outside and teach them how to be in a workplace sometimes. <laughs> too, rude son of a guns, golly, man. Oh, anyway, anyway, man. So, okay, y'all. So, hey, I'm going to tell you what's happening today. I know you've been patient. You've been listening to a scab. So, we've got we've got my mom, Debbie Campbell. She's back on the show. That's right. That's right. You remember her, the apple dumpling girl. That's right. Good stuff. And she's going to be making molasses cookies today. You know, molasses cookies. So, don't go anywhere. But, hey, but, you know, speaking of the workplace, Cheryl, mm. there was a... Um, there was a guy that a buddy of mine showed up at my door the other day. And I go, dude, what are you doing? Aren't you supposed to be at work? And he goes, well, I walked into work and my boss says, hey, it's going to be a great day today. Can't you feel it? And he goes, I sure can. And he goes, That's why I came here. <laughs> it's a great day if I'm over here with you, Dale. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, buddy. I got you. Man. All right. All right. So y'all make it a great day to do today too. hang out with us. We're going to be making molasses cookies. I'm cooking in the dark. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Now here's more of the show with Dale Campbell and Cheryl Cummings. All right, y'all. We're back. We're back. Molasses cookies. So Debbie. Yes. Come on down. You found your way to speak. You're no. <laughs> you know the green room's not really green. You know what's painted red, but that's all right. That's Most okay. People don't know that. We have fun with that with some guests on the show. Oh, were you in the green room? Oh, 
No, you weren't. It's red. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> so molasses cookies, y'all. So when uh, when Candace and I went back up to Kansas City and got baptized in early December last year, was it last year? Yeah, it was last oh. year. We, uh, Debbie had made her, she always makes a, and she sent me home a big old box. I mean, like 20 pounds of cookies, y'all. I got, got kind of fat. <laughs> and she goes, just, just give some of those away. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> so while we're sitting up there, you know, Debbie goes like, uh, I made molasses cookies. I'm like, oh, jeez, Okay. So these cookies, y'all, these aren't ones where you go and just take one or two out of the cookie jar. Because you're going to be making a lot of trips back and forth to the cookie jar. It's easier just to get you about a dozen of them and take them over and just eat them until you don't want any more, which doesn't happen, especially if you got some good coffee. These molasses cookies are out of sight. They are so good, so good. Pretty easy to make. And um, we've got some interesting molasses cookies facts to lay on you as the show goes on. But I think you'll check them out. They're good, good, good. Um, Cheryl, you want to read the recipe real quick? Let everybody get ready, get the ingredients together. Sure. I can guarantee you, you're going to need flour, you're going to need molasses, you're going to need cinnamon, you're going to need ginger, maybe a little bit of sugar. I think that's that's all I can think of off the top of my head. All right. So you need uh, three quarter cups of oil. Okay. Qu- quarter cup of molasses, one cup of sugar, one egg, two cups of flour, two teaspoons baking soda, a half a teaspoon of salt. Half a teaspoon of ginger, half a teaspoon of cloves, one teaspoon cinnamon, and that's all the okay. ingredients. Yes. Cool, cool. Now, for the oil, I, bet, I mean, you could substitute applesauce if you wanted to, y'all, if you don't want to do the oil. Hmm. Um, uh, I've, but, I've never tried that, Dale, so I don't know. I guess. Yeah, I, I've substituted I've substituted <clears throat> applesauce a lot for in cookie recipes oh, okay. for the oil. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, it's just a little more healthy alternative in some cases, depending on where you are on that health spectrum. Of course, you're making cookies, so what the hell? Yeah. And I can I I wanna I wanna say something. One of the ways to um, make sure you get your exercise and eat your cookies is that you take one cookie at a time and you walk back cookie. and forth. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way to yeah, do yeah. it. Take a cookie jar at the <laughs> other end of the house. Yeah. <laughs> Upstairs on the third floor. That's right. Down <laughs> in the basement. Yeah. <laughs> in the back corner. <laughs> and and on in the basement in the back corner anyway, somebody else can find them. <laughs> yeah. On the on the oil, I have used uh, canola, vegetable, you know, um, yeah. just you don't have to use a particular kind. No, no. Yeah, yeah. Just some some sort of something. I mean, and in reading, I mean, I was looking up, checking up on oils. And actually, one of the, the most healthy oil, I guess, isn't like an olive oil or canola. It's a um, it, it's corn oil. Oh, really? It's hmm. got less cholesterol in it. And um, uh, there was something, some other, I was like, I was shocked. I was like, wow, okay. Let's well, the corn. canola oil. It, I mean, it says it's cholesterol free, and it doesn't oh, hey. have okay, and it has no trans fat. No uh-huh. trans fat. Okay, if people are you know counting that stuff. Right. Yeah, that's good. But yeah, that's kind of like a oxymoron, right? A healthy cookie. Yeah. Oh, it is healthy, and molasses is good for you. Molasses is excellent. Yes. Yes. 
In fact, the reason molasses, molasses cookies, y'all first got their start. I mean, they, they were made in the early, but they were one of the first cookies ever made back in the 1800s. And one of the reasons why was because molasses was cheaper than sugar. That's why the molasses cookies, they were molasses was used in a lot of cookies and, and uh, gingerbreads and things like that. But after World War One, refined sugar got cheap. So it became cheaper than molasses. So that's why there's a lot more just sugar without molasses and cookies. Okay. That's one of my fun facts that I have for y'all. Why was molasses used? There'll be a test at the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cheryl, you want to read the directions there real quick? And then we'll uh, get Debbie to mix it and bake it. Cause Hold on. Mix oil, molasses, egg, sugar, and spices. Add flour slowly and mix. Roll into balls about one round a teaspoon. Roll balls into sugar and bake uh, 375 for 10 minutes. So, I mean, that's what the recipe says. And now we're going to turn it over to Debbie and you tell us what you that's do. That's right. <laughs> okay. Well, the putting them into a ball, mm -hmm. it's about the size of one of those big shooter marbles. Okay. Oh, if, okay. If, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of times I put them in the refrigerator after I mix it. Uh, you don't have to, but it just makes the dough a little less just easier to work with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, less, you know, less sticky, I think. I, I've done right. that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Refrigerator, yeah. let it chill for, I don't know, 30, 45 minutes or something. Yeah. Let it kind of set up. It makes it a lot easier to work with. Yeah. And I, uh, I use the, um, I use those cookie scoops, you know, like the one table. In this recipe, I'd use the one tablespoon cookie scoop to scoop the dough out and then roll it into a ball real quick and away I go. Yeah. And the, the trick to molasses cookies mm -hmm. is you don't, overbake you know take them out after the 10 minutes and you know let them cool i mean if you do overbake them you know just dip them in coffee <laughs> you, know, <laughs> if they're, you know if they're a little hard a little but, crispy yeah <laughs> yeah but i like mine soft right right i, I like yours soft too they're nice yeah and yeah they're better yeah, I'll have to remember Cheryl's tip, all those trips back and forth. Yeah, for exercise. Because <laughs> uh -huh. last time, y'all, I mean, Candace and Debbie were sitting there working on a, a jigsaw puzzle, and I'm, I'm just steadily eating, just munching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See if I can get this cookie to fit into my mouth. Oh, yeah, look at that. It fits right there. <laughs> so, Debbie, can you, can you, like, how do you start? I mean, do you... I... I start, um, you know, I put the sugar in, and then I put the oil and the molasses okay. and mix that just a little bit. You know, not much, because it's really, this recipe, you could just throw everything in a mixing bowl and mix it up. Um, you know, and then does, I does add... Does the oil kind of help cut the, the stickiness of the molasses down a little bit? Yes. To where it's not real, yeah, not real sticky. Because you know, Cheryl, what I'm I'm having flashbacks of, uh, of when we made that, those faux brownies, you know, and those things were so sticky and so thick that you couldn't even uh, stir them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and molasses, I, it is it sold in bottles? I don't remember. I haven't bought that. Yeah. Okay. In, in jars. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I usually 
you know, which I'm, I'm sure any brand of molasses would be fine. Right. Some of them are stronger and it'll say on the bottle. Um, but I just use the original. Because they, they do have like a dark molasses and they've got, you know, yeah, different. Yeah, I think this is just like an original. Molasses, right. But they do sell the ones they'll say bold or, you know, they're a lot darker and probably stronger. A lot heavier molasses mm -hmm. taste. Yeah. Which I don't think would be bad. Right. No, no, not at all. As long as they're not overbaked, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you, well, take them out in 10 in, minutes. You've dumped, your, you've dumped your sugar in, you've got your oil in, you've got your molasses in. Mm -hmm. Just kind of mix that up first. Uh-huh. And then I add the egg. Okay. And then, and then I start adding the dry ingredients by adding the flour first. All right. So, one, you know, wait. one cup at a time. Uh, so can we back up? You said you add the egg. Do you like, do you beat the egg first and then put it in or do you just crack it and put it in? I just crack it and put it in the mixing bowl. Okay. Yeah. All right. Like I no say, you could probably just, you know, put all these in. a. I mean, I've done that before, but most of the time I like to kind of mix it a little bit before I put the dry ingredients in. But, you know, if you don't want to, you could just throw it all in the bowl if you have a mixer and. You know, mix yeah. it. Yeah. Sometimes what I'll try to do with the flour, you know, if I'm using like, you know, in this case, what was it, baking soda, Cheryl, or baking powder? Uh, baking, baking soda. soda. Yeah, I'll, I'll put the baking soda with, with the flour and then my spices also and kind of run them through my sifter just to help mix them in a little bit better, mm -hmm. I guess, so much so that I'm not getting a big glob of this or a glob of that. It just, I'm just it makes me lazy. Yeah, you not, could not do that. Less stirring, less mixing, I guess, for me. But um, that's just that's just me, y'all. I guess it goes back to one time I was, I forget what, I was making banana nut bread or something, and it called for baking powder and soda, mm -hmm. and the baking powder didn't break down, and I took a bite and got a big old glob of baking powder. And, man, that's kind of like reaching in the refrigerator and thinking you're getting a Coke and you get a beer. <laughs> well, that's a taste. Uh, yeah. Your taste buds are like, man, what's that? What's happening? Well, I think sometimes if the baking soda or the baking powder, I've had that happen before, not very often. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's that they may be a little old and they start getting lumps in them. Right. Yeah, that's what happens here. It, it, sometimes they get a little, you know, some of the some of it at the top, but maybe it gets a little lumpy. I don't know, humidity or whatever. Yeah. Um, something, but I'll try to squish them down or break them down. But uh, maybe that's the other thing too, why I'm I'm kind of lazy. That it's just easier to sift it. I can turn this crank a couple times instead of squeezing it. But you know, that's one thing I love though. I love the feeling of baking powder between my fingers. It's just so oh. soft. It feels like baby powder. Oh, Even smoother does. than baby powder, I think. It's just ooh, it looks so nice. I know, I'm weird. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to have to get my hands in some baking powder. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm telling you, go sit in the corner here. Yeah, right. Oh, so, nice. so I hear you. you mixing everything up now? Yes. Stirring stuff up. Well, I'm, I'm going to uh, turn my mixer on. I put all this in a mixer. Mm -hmm. and. Okay. You know, do it that way. Your stand mixer? Yes. 
And you could use a hand mixer if that's all you yeah. had, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, years ago, that's all I had, and that's what I used. Oh. And it long worked just ago, fine. A long time ago, my grandma had Dale. Dale, come in here and stir this. You know? uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, one of those little hand mixer things that you would oh, turn the yeah, handle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. power on them. Yeah. And cookies is a it's a it's a nice thing to like if you have kids to get them in the kitchen and you know because when they're get like them active yeah get, oh, help them out yeah totally and when they're like why why do we need to learn fractions well here you go <laughs> that's right that's right <laughs> well and it is a a way to even teach kids right you know math right a little bit you know in cooking mm -hmm. yeah. Teaching fractions and and how to and just teach them about cooking. Right. right. Make them realize that cookies don't come out of a package. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but I mean, I, I think back to Cheryl to the guy that, that wrote in Steve. I think was his name. That you know that him and his daughters would get in and make recipes. You know, do cook together just so he could bond with them because right. you know after he lost his eyesight, he was he was losing touch with them. So they were able to to cook and you know I mean. I can remember as a as a young kid um, when they would make pickles, and it was like a family affair, man. Grandma and the, all the daughters and daughter-in-laws and everybody being there making, you know, cooking mm -hmm. those cucumbers up, making pickles. I guess down here in Texas, it's uh, tamales. You know, families get together mm. and make tamales together. Yeah. yeah. I love tamales. That's one of my man, favorite Mexican me foods. Me too. Me too. That's okay. where I'm kind of lucky with Candace at, at her school. She's always there's always a couple parents that you know, especially around Christmas time, that make tamales. So we'll buy three or four or five dozen and freeze them, and I've oh, got yeah. tamales for a while. Mm. So you're all mixed up. Yes, I am. And you know, you always want to wash your hands if you're not going to uh, use one of those scoopers. Right. And right. So you know, why don't I like we, uh, to use my we, hands. Yeah, I mean, you got to get your hands in it. So yeah. gonna, why don't you toss those in the fridge? We'll let them chill for a minute. We're going to take a break, y'all. We're going to come back, and Debbie's going to make some, roll some balls. And yes, we'll I will. The oven. All right. We'll be right back, y'all, cooking in the dark. Now with more of the show, here's Cheryl Cummings and Dale Campbell. Welcome back to more Cooking in the Dark. All right, man. We're halfway. Now comes the hard part. You got to wait for them to bake, wait for them to bake. And then you got to wait for them to cool, wait for them to cool. Oh. <laughs> yes. I can, feel, I can feel the pain of the cookie monster. Man. Oh, <laughs> hurry, hurry, hurry. And just because y'all, I know the end result of these. These are so good. Well, and I'm going to mail some to you. All right. Okay. I actually made a double batch. Oh, that's <laughs> so that recipe doubles easily, huh? That's yes. Mm -hmm. okay. Now, what I would do in a case like this, I would after after the chill and I the ball, I would bake, I usually bake these a dozen at a time. So oh yeah. I, I would make me a dozen, but I wouldn't bake the whole batch. You know, I would take the rest and freeze the dough. I would roll them into balls and then I freeze them. Oh, so that oh, I, I see. I That's a nice, or yeah. Dozen, right. I just pull them out and bake them. You know, so I, I that way I don't bake all of them because if I bake all of them, I'm going to eat all of them. Yeah. I know, um, Dale. 
Well, I actually used my one tablespoon scooper. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, I think it would work. It's just a l- tiny bit bigger than what I would normally make. All right. So okay. I just pinched a little piece off. But, pinched a bit. You know, okay. Yeah. And on the one tablespoon, if you're going to use that, I would scoop it where it's flat. Yes. You know, you know, not heat. Mm-hmm. Not a ball. Yeah, that's what I do. I mean, once I scoop it, if there's, I'll just, I just kind of, um, just kind of shoot, level it all, squeeze right. it out, and then I'll roll that into a ball, pop it, and go. Or sometimes, in fact, I don't even do that. I just use, a, I just use a half dome. You know, the little, the little scoop that's in there. Yeah, but normally I, you know, I don't use a scoop, but you certainly could. The one tablespoon would be perfect, really. Yeah, the one thing I like about using the scoop is it makes every, all the cookies come out to be about the same size, you know. Um, well, Dale, I've been doing this long enough. I can I get know, the balls. You got the I don't. Mine, as I go on, they get bigger. I got to roll this, you know. Uh-huh, right. In my, their, their table, you know, their tennis ball size instead of. Instead no, of you don't want that. Size. That's too big. Yeah, you just plop one in the middle, let it go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is the point where you don't listen to Dale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really See, listen. Too, I, I can roll these maybe in red sugar or, you know, green sugar. Oh, that's a really good idea. Nice I don't idea. know if that would show up, though. You know, because the yeah, dough is dark. Yeah, with the, the um, bit of the cinnamon. Yeah, with the cinnamon and the, the ginger. And the molasses. And, yeah. Oh, the molasses. I didn't think of that. Yeah, that makes it real dark. Because I'll do that with sugar cookies is just roll them in the colors at Christmas. But, yeah, uh-huh. so scratch that. Use white, y'all. Don't go to the extra expense of the color. It won't show up, the red or the green. And then, yeah. the and then once once you sort of roll them and you put them on the pan, do you just leave them as, as like a round ball or do you squish them yes. down a little bit? Squish them. Yes. And, I mean, I'm using a, a big size uh, cookie sheet. Mm-hmm. And... You know, you could probably get 20 on this sheet. I mean, because they, okay. they spread out a little, right. but not a huge amount. Okay. Okay. So, so it you, makes it... A couple inches between them, two fingers? Two, three fingers yeah. between them? Yeah, mm-hmm. that would be perfect. Yeah. And then that you way, you can... Sheets. Yeah, you can get a lot more cooked quickly. I'm still a parchment paper fan. Well, back in the day. I just spray my pants. Yeah, I will, absolutely. I mean, you're old school, girl. Yeah, I am. I'm old, you know, so. Well, I said old school. <laughs> old school. Yeah. Did. <laughs> so, but another question is. If, I know better. Can you butter the, I don't know, can you put butter on the pans or. Yes, you could. Well, okay. Could you? You know, when I was younger and, you know, a single mom, I, you know, that was unnecessary in my book you know because i would use butter okay okay so you know which is kind of messy yeah i mean i've used cooking oil i just put some cooking oil on a paper towel you know Uh put just a little bit in the pan a little drop and spread it out on the pan using a paper towel yeah and then then think about butter because butter's good butter Mm -hmm. it is Everything's better with butter. I agree. <laughs> and if a little is good, I'll be the whole lot better. Yeah, yeah. 
I saw a friend of mine sent me a little video today, and it was a, of a little girl. She was maybe three, and she was in the refrigerator, you know, had the door open, and she had taken a stick of butter and was taken, you know, took a big bite out of it. And she was talking to her mom because <laughs> her mom's like, what are you doing? And she said, I like butter. <laughs> I, love, I, love. <laughs> I mean, she was nice. so cute. That's awesome. That's awesome. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, All right. So, so our pan is our pan in the oven? Not yet. I'm still making balls. Still rolling balls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, this is the part of the recipe where you need kids and they're helping out, y'all. Yeah. Get your kids involved. Roll some balls for us. Come on, roll yeah. some balls. Yeah. But, Grandma used well, to make a recipe where it was like those uh, peanut butter balls. You know, it was peanut butter and, oh, and powdered sugar yeah. and maybe some Rice Krispies or nuts or something in it. And she'd roll all those up and then you dip them in chocolate. But man, rolling yeah. all those balls up, man, that was a lot of work. Well, I have 12 rolled so far. All right. But like I said, I can, my size uh, cookie sheet, I can get, you know, close to 20 on there. We'll go ahead on. Yeah. Let's try. I mean, more economical. Yeah, that's right. Don't Let's have to. Keep the bake 12 as it is to bake 20. Right. Yeah. Right. And so do you have like, pans are awesome. Do you have like the sugar in, in a bowl or dish or yes. something? Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. I just put it in a bowl right. and then, you know, roll each ball in the sugar and, um, and plop them on and, the pan and pop them, plop them on the, cookie sheet all right yeah i'm gonna get uh 20 okay on here so but i mean you know That'll if you perfect. just have a smaller cookie sheet you know you can just get about probably 12 i think is about yeah, how many I you mean, could get on there. standard seats like 12 or if you get 10 you get 10 whatever but yeah i mean you know what you're gonna you know it's, it's like that like um joke we told on the show last week or the week before last whenever it was about the lady that whenever she cooks her easter ham she always cuts the ends off of it you know it's one of those processed ham things you know the big ham log do that and her her daughter asked her like why do you do that and she goes well that's the way my mom did it well why does grandma do it that way and she, i don't know <laughs> so after they you know they ate that that evening she called her mom she was like mom why did you cut the ends off of the off the ham like that and she goes well that's the way you're that's the way my mom did it, you know, and she goes, well, okay. So she, she calls her grandma and asks her grandma that, you know, and then she goes, well, that's uh, because my pan wasn't big enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way I can make it fit. So, you know, whatever you got, make it fit, you know? Yeah, that's right. But I mean, I, I like, I like once we get, once I make, make my first batch or two and I, because I will, y'all, if, if they're there, just like anything else, if it's there, you're going to eat them, you know? Yeah. I mean, man. Ugh. So so um, I, I, if I've got them frozen, because so many times now you buy cookie dough and the dough's already made, but, you know, yeah. already in the individual pieces. I'm like, man, I can do that real cheap here. You know? <laughs> right. And have them. Yeah. You've got them frozen. So I pull them out, put them on the pan. And, and uh, in this case, with these cookies, I'd probably let them thaw before I baked them just to, you know, because so I don't want to overbake them. Because if you bake too long, man, you do get a hard cookie. Right? Yeah. I don't like that. No, I don't either. I okay. Like, like um, the chewy. I'm, uh, I have to change my rack. There. Yeah, they're going in the oven. Yeah. Rack in the middle. Yep. 
375. 375, 10 minutes. 10, 10 minutes. All right. And hey, I, I gonna... set an alarm. Because <laughs> otherwise. We got it. All right, y'all. We'll be right back on Cooking in the Dark. We're, it'll be 10 minutes our time. It'll just be a couple minutes your time. We'll be right back. Now, more of the show with your host, Dale Campbell and Cheryl Cummings. All right, y'all, we're back, and uh, I think it's cookie time, man. It should be according to my watch. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm taking them out. 75, and it's like we were talking to Debbie at break and asked her, do you check them to see if they're done or not? She goes, after 10 minutes, I just take them out because they'll kind of look and maybe appear that they're not cooked through, but she goes, once they cool, they're going to be perfect. And I can attest to that. They are yes. I've eaten many dozens of these. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to send you some, Dale. Excellent. That's why I, I made a double on. batch. Oh, you know me. Well, my oldest son, these are his favorite cookies. Oh, so, Bonnie loves them too. Uh huh. So I had All to make right. a double batch. It's because both our names start with D, that's why. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or something like that. It might yeah. be because they're just good. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, hey, Cheryl, read that recipe one more time for us. All right, here we go. We need three, to, three quarter cups of oil, a quarter cup of molasses, one cup of sugar, one egg, two cups of flour, two teaspoons baking soda, half a teaspoon of salt, half a teaspoon of ginger, and half a teaspoon of cloves. One teaspoon cinnamon. Cinnamon. And as Debbie was saying, y'all, this recipe doubles easily. Especially if you've got, if you're going to, you know, make a batch and send Dale some. That's right. You know, but as they say, this recipe feeds four to six people or one Dale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So with this recipe, you want to start off with your oil, your sugar, yeah. and your molasses. Yeah. Kind of get that kind of mixed up a little bit and then start adding your dry ingredients, the flour, the or add the egg, yeah, flour, the egg. and the spices. And just mix it all up. Debbie used a stand mixer to mix it up. You can use a hand mixer or you can use your oldest child. That will work too. Yeah. <laughs> spin them around. Uh, one tablespoon. Uh, you want your cookie size to be about one tablespoon. As Debbie said, she rolls them into the ball, into a marble size, like the big, the breaker, the breaker marbles, the shooter marbles, they used to call them. Uh, they're maybe three quarters of an inch in diameter, something like that which work out well. That way they'll be a little more uniform in size. If, if you really like me, the more I roll, the first ones probably start off good, but as I roll, they get bigger because I mean, bigger that way, less dough, more cookies, <laughs> less cookies, more whatever. You get the idea. You know less me, work. man. I, less work. Absolutely. I'm about that. I am about that. So uh, you want to bake these at 375. When you pop them, you know, after you roll them into balls, you want to roll them in, in just regular sugar. And then pop them on your um, on your cookie sheet. You know, you want to grease your sheet or use parchment paper, and give them about the two to three, about the two finger spacer. 
So they will expand a little bit when they bake, but not not too greatly. But if you give them the two to three finger spacer between, you'll, you'll be fine. Ten minutes, pop mm. them out, let them cool, and then uh, don't forget to send half your batch to me. Take <laughs> care of the mice, please, please, please. All right, y'all. Well, Debbie, man, thank you so much for joining us today. That's, that's You're welcome. I enjoyed it. We I always enjoy it. it. That's right. That's yeah. Right. Love you, Dale. There we go. Oh, love you too, girl, man. And Debbie just finished her course at church, so she's now a, a member of the church, full fledged. Yes, I am. Awesome. Tim, Cheryl. Thanks again. The magic man. Going to make it sound good. Until next week, y'all, this is Dale Campbell and the rest of the Cooking in the Dark crew. We will see you then. AMF. Cooking in the Dark is a presentation of Blind Mice Mega Mall at www.blindmicemegamall.com. Cooking in the Dark was produced by THC Productions. Oh, yeah.